Ever been conned? Bamboozled? Deceived? Duped? Hoodwinked? Swindled? Ripped off? No. I don't mean when you were a kid or a teenager. I mean once you became a knowledgeable, experienced business person who thought that you knew what you were doing. Of course it happened to me. At this point in my entrepreneurial career, are you surprised? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, you're not going to believe the story that I have to tell you. Well, if you do, then that means I'm the only person who still doesn't believe it, which means I'm the sucker here, and I just won't stand for it. Not again. If I was going to list out the hierarchy of needs, wants, and desires that every professional speaker has, at the very tippy top of that list would be an invitation to speak at a future event. It's really hard to get gigs. So when you're invited, it's a pretty incredible win. It usually means that someone referred you or discovered your site and thought you were right up their alley. There's no higher form of success for those of us who speak on stages to live audiences. So when I received an invite from a South African organization to speak at their event, it checked off a lot of boxes for me. International travel? Yes, please. Going back to a gorgeous country I'd once lived in? Yes, please. The invitation listed out the date, location, and a lot of the basics that I needed to know in order to figure out if I could do it. And in my excitement, I replied almost immediately telling them that I was available and I'd be honored to participate. What were they interested in having me speak on? They told me that they were most interested in a motivational speaker who could lift up their congregation at a local church. This got me even more excited. They were empowering me with the ability to bring my inspiring talk and my uplifting spirit to a South African church? Amen to all of it. Since it wasn't going to be happening for another six months, I took a few days to clear the date with my family. I moved some meetings around. I even added a few days bookending the trip so that I could spend some time there doing touristy things. The person who'd originally pitched me referred me to a man named Colin who was going to discuss all of the details. He sent me an intake form to fill out, which I did. I asked him to give me more details on what the congregation was like so that I could sculpt the perfect talk for them. Colin filled me in about the usual speaker fair that they had come through, and he made it a point to explain why they reached out to speakers from Chicago. We love your city, he wrote, and every time we invite a speaker from Chicago, we know we're in for a real treat. I was gonna be speaking on a Saturday, and they'd pay 20,000 US dollars, including airfare, lodging, and transportation. The speaker-related stuff would be included, 
but the sightseeing and extra dates at a hotel would not be included. The usual. This back and forth went on for about three weeks. I was filled to the brim with excitement and hope. And frankly, I was really very flattered to have been invited to this incredible opportunity. Just at the peak of my excitement, an email came in from Colin. He explained to me that he'd just been contacted by a local governmental office, and in order for me to be able to come and be paid for my work there, I would need a work permit. No problem, I told him. What did he need? He told me it was only 350 bucks for a permit, and if we applied ASAP, we'd get it six weeks later. He sent me the wire info for the church's bank, and I sent the permit fee to him two days later. Then Colin disappeared. I followed up with him, and then I followed up with him again. There was a moment maybe where I thought the money hadn't gone through, so I spent some time going to my bank and making sure that the money was sent and received. But after my third message to Colin, it dawned on me, extremely slowly, that I was being taken for a ride. But it didn't make sense. He sent me so many details. Details about the date, and the time, and the venue, and what my talk was going to be about, and the congregation. He went back and forth with me editing a document that included the agenda for the time that I would be on the mic, as well as discussion questions that I'd be asking the audience. And he never asked for money up front like a scam artist does. I'd even signed a contract. I cleared my calendar. My family... My friends and my followers all knew that I'd be going to speak at this amazing event. It was only then, dear listener, that I began to Google. I Googled the church and its address. It didn't exist. The congregation that Colin so lovingly filled me in about? It didn't exist. I also managed to uncover that there was a speaker scam, and I was a lucky new member of that club. These folks looked up speakers in different cities in the U.S., and they poured their heart, soul, and time into learning the ins and outs of a typical back and forth with those of us who do this for a living. They learned the jargon. They figured out the order of information we're usually told and told it to us in that order. They built up a rapport with us so that by the time the ask for what seemed like a small amount of money came, we'd gladly fork it over because we were going to be paid so much more than that. I've been in business a long time. I'm a pretty skeptical business-savvy gal at this point. But having never heard of a scam like this, I didn't even know what to look for or figure out that it was necessary to Google venue addresses in case somebody was lying to me. Now you know. Here's hoping that you don't ever fall for the same thing. But if you do hear from Colin, Please let him know that I'm visiting South Africa soon, and I'll be looking him up. You don't call. You don't write. Do both. Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a little message or a question there so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and sweet Colin for making this podcast with me. 
And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.